Hi, I'm Marilyn, and I want to welcome you today to Exposing Grief. When we expose anything, it becomes less threatening. To expose loss and grief will provide us with some emotional control. In 2020, we laid the foundation for these conversations. We spent 12 episodes outlining how loss and grief can and does occur at any age or stage in life. You can go back and listen to those foundational podcasts, or you can start listening today as part of a journey to become more emotionally and mentally whole. The goal of these conversations is to explore and expose loss, grief, and other emotional traumas that may come up in life. In life, we are ever evolving and changing, but most of us neglect our emotional and mental health until there is a crisis. These conversations are meant to help us talk about emotional health more openly and to help us devise plans to become more emotionally healthy today and into the future. To improve or to change anything in our lives, we need a strategy. There are numerous books written on strategies to lose weight, how to become a great leader, how to deal with loss and grief, and so on. As was explained in prior episodes, I am not a therapist, psychiatrist, psychoanalyst, or any professional from the field of mental health. I'm just someone who has lived many years, and I have experienced my own loss, grief, and other emotional traumas, and I have observed others navigate theirs. These are my personal experiences, opinions, and observations. Please get professional help for yourself if necessary. This pandemic sparked something in me that started this crusade to get us talking about our emotional and mental well-being. We are all hurting in some way emotionally, but we don't want to talk about it because society does not value mental well-being. Don't get me wrong. Society wants us all to be more emotionally and mentally stable, but we're left to figure out how to do that on our own. Therefore, as we have these conversations, I hope to share with you some of the strategies that have worked for me. Also, I greatly encourage you to try starting conversations about emotional well-being with family and friends. When we work on anything alongside someone else, it is just more pleasant and easier to handle. As we work through situations with others, they can encourage us and we can encourage them as well. This is especially true when we hit a rough spot in our emotional lives. I often ask myself, how can I make plans for my future if I have not adequately dealt with any trauma in my past? Self-reflection has been a huge help in guiding me toward resolution so I have a more balanced outlook on life. Self-reflection can bring up hurt and anguish, which I would rather not deal with, but I know ultimately I will feel better and grow stronger in my emotional health. As a result, I become aware of my own behaviors that may cause emotional pain to myself or to others. That awareness allows me to seek out solutions. I have learned that people who think about and work on their own emotional well-being realize that they can only change themselves and their own responses to situations. They cannot change others. Most of us who are in this camp would love to have conversations about what we're learning or have learned, but most of our friends and families shut these conversations down before they really get started. This pandemic has brought so many to the emotional breaking point, yet still, we don't want to talk about loss, grief, and emotional well-being. However, let's not give up trying to have these conversations, because emotionally healthy people know how liberating it is to be free from the darkness caused by trauma of loss, grief, and emotional turmoil. This is even more true if we have gone through a great deal of emotional trauma in our lives. Not everyone can handle self-reflection as a starting point. I certainly could not. 
I guess I felt safest starting out with trying to determine how I really felt about myself and situations and people in my life. Even that was hard because I had stuffed so much of who I was in order to accommodate others. I wanted to deal with everything at once, but of course I knew that was unrealistic. I picked up the following idea from a friend who had a short and unique first session with the therapist. The session was no more than about 20 minutes long. He was given a sheet of paper with the following instructions at the top. You will write for five minutes about your father. You will only write about pleasant memories and write positive statements. For example, my dad took me to the park so that I could swing. You will be told when to start writing and when to stop writing. After the five minutes were up, he was given a second sheet of paper with the following instructions at the top. You will write five minutes about your father. You will only write what frustrates you, makes you angry, or disappoints you. These will be negative statements. You will be told when to start writing and when to stop writing. After the five minutes were up, he was given a third sheet of paper. The following statements were on that sheet of paper. The positive thoughts you had about your father and the negative thoughts you had about your father are both valid. Life is complex. We as people are complex. You are complex, but you have chosen to examine your emotions, both positive and negative, in order to improve your life. You may do this exercise at home, but remember to limit the time to five minutes for the positive and five minutes for the negative statements. Always start with the positive statements. If the negative statements become too emotionally challenging, stop writing and we can discuss those challenges in our next session. I thought this was a different approach and I had never heard of it. It was also kind of clever because it kept the client from facing an hour-long session with a stranger, even though the client was willing to take that step. I have tried this technique off and on over the years and have found it beneficial. For me, I thought it helped me get in touch with my true feelings about situations and people I loved and not just feel what others expected or wanted me to feel. Often, I have used this strategy to process my feelings about professional relationships. These conversations about loss, grief, and emotional well-being are necessary and perhaps well overdue. Be a part of these important conversations. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I hope to visit with you next time on Exposing Grief.